All right, well, good morning. Come on, who's excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Make a little bit of noise, excited to be here. So good to see you. In fact, look at the person sitting beside you, tell them you're glad you're here. Say, I'm glad you're here today. Man, it's gonna be a good day. We wanna welcome everybody online and at all of our campuses. We are one church in three locations, and so we are so excited what God is doing in this region. And I'm telling you what, if you missed last week, I wanna encourage you to go back and check it out and watch it, because we talked about the power of change. All of us wanna change something in our life. We talked, that's why we have New Year's goals and resolution, and every one of us have something in our life we wanna change, every one of us. And so maybe you wanna change something about your marriage, you wanna change something about your finances, you wanna change something about your health, you wanna change something about your relationships, you wanna you know, get in God's word more, there's something in your life you wanna change. And if you wanna change, the only way you can change is by changing the way you think. And we talked about that. Some of you wanna break a bad habit, some of you wanna start a new habit. How many wanna start something new this year, like a new habit in your life? Okay, I'm gonna be hydro this year, like hydro, I'm gonna drink a bunch of water this year, that's one of my, one of my goals, you know? Or you wanna be better relationships. And for some of you, it may be you want to get good at pickleball. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I discovered pickleball last summer. And some of you may have heard about that. And I was on vacation. I was riding a bike, me and my family. And I was driving by the tennis courts. And I saw a little tiny court beside the tennis court. And I saw like about 20 elderly people in their 80s. And I looked at them and I said, oh, bless their heart. They still love tennis so much. They shrunk the court for them and the net because grandma can't get it over. And so I'm riding my bike and I'm seeing all these, like I'm talking about in their 80s, you know. And they're out there like doing their little stretches. I'm like, come on, really? I'll bless. And so I stopped. My family stopped. And they like, Grandma and Grandpa, like, you know, Grandma didn't get ran over by no reindeer. Grandma ran over the reindeer. Like, I mean, Grandma went off. And I'm sitting there scratching my head, and I said, what in the world are they doing? And my son said, man, that's pickleball. And I'm like, pickleball? I mean, I can understand basketball. There's a basket. I can understand football. You kick it and you run. But a pickle? Come on, like, pickleball? Where's the pickles? And so anyway, for some of you, you might want to learn pickleball. For some of you, you know what it is? Google it, and you'll see. It's amazing. And so maybe someday I'll, I'll, I'll take Grandma and play against her. So anyway, if you want to change something about your life, you got to change the way you think. Here's our theme verse for this entire series, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to the world. The world and everything in the world is going to try to conform you to their mindset. But be transformed. Be transformed. It's, it's metamorphosis. It's a picture of a butterfly in a cocoon being transformed from the inside out. Be transformed how? How does God transform it? Here it is. Watch this. By renewing your mind. This is the battlefield. This is what Satan wants. This is what the enemy wants. It's what the world wants. It's what marketing wants. This is the battlefield. Renew your mind so that you will what? You will prove what God's will is for your life. It's good. It's acceptable. And it's perfect. And I know this about you. You want God's will for your life. I love the way the New Living Translation puts it. It says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that is the power. You want to change, you must change the way you think. So the question is, we're gonna unpack, is how do I do that? How do I renew my mind? How do I really transform? How do I change the way I think? Well, we're gonna walk through a few things. Hebrews 5 says this, verse 12. You have been believers so long that now you ought to be teaching others. Say, you've been in church so long, you've been a Christian for so long, you've been, been around church, you know church, you understand church, you get God's word, okay, that's great. Instead, you do not, instead, you need someone to teach you the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk who cannot eat solid food. 
Now, now the author of Hebrews is saying, listen, guys, come on. You've been around the block. You've been around this enough. You know the Old Testament. You know the scripture. How come this hasn't changed your life yet? You've been going to Sunday school since you were a little kid. You went to church camp. You've been to church. You've got your Bible. You've got five of them. One of them's collecting probably dust on your countertop. You see it sitting there. Come on. You're just like an infant. You have to go back now and it's like give you milk. You, you, you should be eating solid food. If you have a child, you know what I'm talking about. First you give them milk and then you give them this yucky baby food that's mushed up and then you give them the real food and you begin to celebrate and all stuff in the same way as you grow in Christ. Listen, why are you still just drinking milk? It's time to get solid food. It's time to understand how to read God's word for yourself, to feed yourself. Don't just depend on a 30-minute sermon that has been regurgitated back to you as enough nourishment to get you through the week. So you gotta learn to feed yourself in God's word. Come on, we can do this. And this is what the author of Hebrews is saying. Verse 13, for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and does not know what to do or what is right. Solid food are for those who are mature, now watch this, who through training, through training have the skill to recognize the difference between what is right and what is wrong. And so last week we talked about we're going to the mind gym, we're gonna train. When you begin to train your mind, You'll begin to see with truth, you'll begin to see what is right or wrong. When the thought comes in and you can't control the thoughts you have. The first thought might be negative, but the second one doesn't have to be. You have the power of the Holy Spirit to capture that thought, whatever it is about your coworker, about your husband, about your spouse, about the world, about the economy, about anybody, somebody, you know, you know ran you off to the road. Like you have the power to control what you think. This is the inside job. If we want to change us and be transformed, it starts right here. But the author of Hebrews wants us to know it starts when we begin to train ourselves with God's word. Taking a thought captive is reactive. But how do I get proactive when it comes to renewing my mind? We talked a little bit about taking our thoughts captive. But how do I get proactive in this? How do I train? How do I condition? How do I go to the gym and put the reps in? so that when something negative comes in, that I'm able to capture it, control it, and throw it away knowing that is not from God, that is not truth. How do I do that? How do I get to that point in my life? We talked about this last week. An untrained mind, if your mind is not trained, your thoughts will win. And for most of us, including myself, I'm right there, and the Apostle Paul, we talked about him last week. The things I do, I don't do, and the things I don't wanna do, that's what I find myself doing. So how do I have victory over sin in my life? How do I have victory over worry in my life? How do I have victory over anxiety in my life? How do I have victory over depression in my life? How do I have victory over I don't, I'm not good enough, I'm a people pleaser, or I'm insecure, no one likes me, if I only look like her, if I only look like him, if I just had all that stuff? Negative talks to thought. In fact, science has shown that 80% of your thoughts are negative. Nine out of 10 of those are recurring all day long in your mind. How do I know what's right, what's wrong? How do I know what's true? How do I renew my mind to be everything that God has called me to be? What do we gotta do? We gotta go to the mind gym and we gotta let our roots grow down, down deep in him and in his word. See, most of us, we have something to change about our life and it's about the fruit of our life. Right, I wanna put the bottle down, I wanna quit drinking, I wanna quit smoking, I wanna put the, the, the Oreos away, I wanna get healthier. You know, I wanna stop looking at porn, I, I, I wanna quit yelling at my husband, I, I, I wanna be more pure in my relationship, my dating relationship, so we're gonna cut sex off and we're not gonna do this anymore until we get married. And you set these goals of something that you know, it's out here, and those are just symptoms. That's just the fruit 
of what's inside. If you wanna change your behavior, you gotta change the inside. It's from the inside out. Look at the person sitting beside us. It's an inside job. It's an inside job. It starts right here. The marriage you always dreamed of starts right here. The change in your finances you want starts right here. The change in your health you want starts right here. This is the battlefield. And if I can change the way I think, I will change the way I believe. If I change how I believe, I'll change how I feel. And if I change how I feel, I'll change my behavior. You know what that's called? Repentance. That's what it truly means to repent. I've turned my mind towards truth. It's turned my heart, which turns my feet. Therefore, I don't do the things I used to do. Or I change the behavior in my life that I wanna change. If you wanna change that behavior, maybe it's anger outbursts you have, all that. you wanna change that, it's an inside job. It's not, I need another spouse job. If I had another, if I had another boss, if I just had somebody in my life, listen, it's right here. It's an inside job, starts right here. And that's what we wanna do. We want to transform the renewing of our mind. So Paul writes in Colossians 2 this. So here's what we gotta do. You gotta let your roots grow down into him. Now who is him? That's Jesus. Now watch it. You have to let your roots grow. It takes time. My son, my, my, my youngest son, he's in the bonsai trees right now. And he's gotta say, Dad, you gotta, you gotta trim the roots, you gotta pull up, you gotta cut, you gotta cut back on it, you gotta get this. I said, honey, the only thing I know about bonsai is Karate Kid. Can I get a witness? Come on. I just dated my 80s friends out here. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, bonsai. Okay, that's so all I know about bonsai. So he's teaching me all this stuff about bonsai. How do you, how do you keep them miniature and how do you cut the roots? And, and, and if the roots don't grow down deep, then it can't grow tall. And so in the same way, we have to grow our roots down in Christ. And if my roots are growing in Christ, guess what? My fruit is gonna be what he wants it to be. The behavior, the actions of my life. So he says, let your roots grow down in him and let your lives be built on Jesus. And then your faith will grow. You want your faith to grow this year? Look what he tells us. You want your faith to grow? Then you gotta dig your roots down in Jesus. You wanna be strong in truth that you were taught? Watch this. You wanna overflow with thanksgiving this year? You wanna always be grateful and thankful in your life? Watch this. Build your root system on Jesus. Paul goes on and says in Philippians 4, verse eight, how do I do that? And look what he says. He says this, we have to fix. He says, now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, one final thing. He's a preacher because he went on to write more when he says one final thing. He says, right here, what's this? Fix your thoughts. Now, why does he say that? Because this is the battlefield. You want to build your life on Jesus? You're right here's it. You want to build your life on the truth? Right here it is. Fix your thoughts. What do I need to put my thoughts on? Eight out of 10 of them are negative. Nine out of 10 of them are always recurring. Negative, 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 negative. How do I change my mind? How can I do this? I got these, you know, obtrusive thoughts. I'm OCD. I got all these crazy thoughts I have in my life that come and go, am I even saved because I had that thought? And look what he says. We want to change. We have to fix our thoughts on what is true. Now listen, this is about anything in your life. You want to change your marriage? Want to change your life? Want to change your health? Want to change your finances? Want to change your relationships? You want to get better at whatever it is in your life? Right here it is. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Now, I just wanna do a survey here. How, many of you, how much time of your day is focused on things that are true, honorable, righteous, admirable, pure, lovely? Now, think about it. How much time of our day is spent on stuff like this? because he definitely ain't describing Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't, you know, like how, how, do, how much time do we spend our mind in the mind gym on things that are true, pure, lovely, honorable, right? 
How much of our day is spent on that? And then look what he says. You need to think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. That's the bad of a think. And then he says this, you wanna be transformed? You gotta put it into practice. Keep putting into practice. Keep training. Put the reps in. Put the reps in. Put the reps in. That's renewing. We'll get to that just in a moment. I gotta put the reps in in my mind. I gotta train my mind. I gotta rewire my brain to the things of God's word and the truth. I gotta put the reps in. Practice all that you've learned and received from me and heard from me and saw that me do. And then, and when you do that, the peace of God will overcome you. All because what? You put your mind on things that are true. How do you do that in such a toxic world? How do you do that? How do we win the battle of our mind? How do we fix our thoughts? And here's the reality, where do we put our thoughts? Well, when I read through this and I think about what's true, excellent, praiseworthy, right, pure, and lovely, admirable, where's that at? Folks, you have one in your hand. Or you have the app on your phone, which is the Word of God. Why is it so difficult to spend time with God, your creator, in his word. See, this is God's revealed will to you. God has a concealed will that no one knows, and he has a revealed will, which is all right here in the scripture and in creation. We can look at creation and know there's a creator. We can learn about God, what he wants us to know that he's revealed to us, and then there's some things we'll never know on this side of heaven. And the problem is most churches fight over his concealed will, which no one knows, like when he's gonna come back. The reality is he's coming back, so live like today's your last day and follow Jesus. So everybody wants to argue about what's concealed that we don't even know. Instead of living out what's revealed, what you already know to do. And so this is where we need to focus our mind. We need to get in God's word and put our mind on God's word. And I know here's all the excuses and I'm not here to, it's not to beat nobody up, but we make all these excuses and here's how I know because I've made these excuses. I just don't know where to start in the Bible. I don't understand the Bible. I don't even know where to begin. And, and here's a big one, man, really I don't have time. By the time my alarm goes off in the morning, my feet hit the ground and I'm going to work stuff and I come home, I'm just so tired. I don't even have time to get in God's word. And honestly, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what it means. And really, I have no one to help me. What excuse are you making this year? Every one of you have one of these. If you have an Android, we're gonna pray for you. But anyway, you probably have one of these. And this right here has amazing Bible apps that on the way to work, you can listen to the Bible. My wife listens to the Bible as she walks in the morning. You can listen to it. I don't like to read. Well, listen to it. Let it speak to you. There is no reason, no excuse with the technology and the stuff we have today for us not to be putting God's word in our hearts and in our mind. No excuse whatsoever, but we wanna make excuses. And when we do that, when we put God's word in our heart and mind, you may have been around church enough to hear it called this. Have you had your quiet time today or your devotional? They're basically the same, your quiet time or your devotional. If you've been around church, you probably have heard that same. Have you had your devotion today? Have you had your quiet time today? So here's my question. Is there a difference between your quiet time slash devotional and renewing your mind? Because Paul says if we wanna be transformed, we renew our mind. What's the difference between a quiet time, reading my Bible, and renewing my mind, putting the reps in? I'm glad you asked that. We're gonna unpack that. We're really gonna, that's a great question. Thank you for bringing that up this morning. So 
So let me tell you real quick what a quiet time or devotional is. It's when I open this book up, God begins to reveal himself to me where I get to know my creator, how much he loves me, things he wants to do in my life. I get to fellowship with God every single time. So I want you to say about this. If you've put your faith and trust in Jesus, your heavenly father wants to spend time with you. He waits patiently for you. And he says, here's how you're gonna build fellowship with me. If you'll get in my word and let my word speak to you, let my word begin to transform you, let my word begin to store in your heart. This is where I wanna, I wanna spend time with you and learn about you. And God, I'm just gonna figure out how did you deal with situations? And Jesus, how did you handle tough people? And, and what did you do when people wronged you? And, and how do you bless people? And, and there's all these things. And God, I'm having this struggle in my marriage. I'm, there's this struggle in my area in my life. And God, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to win over this temptation in my life. And God's like, if you'll get in my word, I wanna help you. So there's fellowship with God. Well, let me tell you what, there are so many benefits for you to spend time in God's word. In fact, there are so many, I could probably preach on one of them every single Sunday for the rest of the entire year. There's so many benefits for you to get in God's word and study God's word and let God's word speak to you. So many benefits. In fact, let, let me show you how some of the benefits that you don't even know that you're looking for applies to your life. Let, let me give you a few of those. Some of you probably right now are going into 2023, you have something big you're praying about and you need God to answer your prayers. Like, God, I need you to come through in this area of my life and this, this sin maybe I'm doing or I need you to do this in my marriage or God, I need this career change in my life. I need this to work out financially. I need to get out of debt. I gotta save up for the kid to go to college. God, I got someone is sick and I need you to heal them. Like, there's probably right now, every one of us have prayers in our life that we need God to answer. And we're going to say this theologically, God always answers your prayer. Theologically, God always answers your prayer. He's either gonna say yes, he's gonna say no, or he's gonna say wait. He will answer it. And sometimes he don't answer it the way that we want him to answer it, but he will answer it. But there is a benefit and a perk when we get into God's word. And here's one of them, you know what it is? Answered prayers. Answered prayers. That God will answer your prayers. What are you praying for that you need God to answer? Did you know there's benefits of getting in God's word that he begins to answer your prayers? I'm gonna show you this. In John 15, seven, it says this. But if you remain in me, that's Jesus speaking, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask. Look what he says. This is right from Jesus. If you abide in me and I abide in you and my words my words, if my word will abide in your heart, watch this, ask for whatever you want and it will be given to you. Now, pastor, that sounds like one of those name it, claim it verses. No, I'm just gonna claim it. If I name it, I'm gonna claim it, it's gonna be mine. So I want that new house. I want that job. I want that car. That's not what he's talking about. See, we miss it. Jesus says, if, if I'm abiding in you and my words are abiding in you, ask. Why would Jesus say that? Because Jesus knows if his word is truly abiding in us, we will not be asking for selfish prayers. Because think about it, I want you to go home and just this week, here's your homework, write down all the prayers you're praying about and here's what it's gonna be like. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Bless me, bless me, bless me. It's all about me, 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 me. Okay, here's Johnny, pray for him. He had, you know, gallbladder taken out. Okay, bless him. Okay, then bless me more, help me more. It's all about me. 
See, when Jesus is word in me, it's what realized it's not just about me, it's about everyone around me. And my prayers most likely begin to be pure because of God's word in me. But if you abide in my word and my word abides in you, ask. So one of the benefits of getting in God's word is it will answer your prayers. Here's another one. Probably some of the things that you ask God that changed this year in your life that you wanna get better probably is a habit, a habitual habit that could be most likely a sinful habit. So God, help me stop yelling at my spouse. God, help me put down the bottle. God, help me turn off the computer. God, help me not look at that no more. God, help me, whatever. And it's probably, you know, something that's negative in your life that you want to be changed. And one of the benefits of getting in God's word is when I get in God's word, watch this, it will help me resist temptation. It will help me resist temptation when it comes my way. And news alert, all of us are tempted. Anybody here not tempted? Just making sure that, you know. We're all tempted. Even Jesus was tempted. Yet he did not sin. See, temptation is not the sin. It's the act on the temptation that becomes the sin. Jesus was tempted in every way, but he did not sin. When I get in God's word, it helps me resist temptation. Look what Psalms 119.11 says. I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. I've got the devil against me. I got the world against me. I got my flesh against me, which is my sinful nature. And I got all these like triple effect against me. And God says, but if you'll store my word in your heart, then you won't sin against me because I'm gonna train my mind to know what's right, what's wrong, and not to give in to that temptation in my life. See, that's just getting in God's word. That's just storing God's word in my heart. That's one thing I love about our kids' ministry. We wanna teach kids how to store God's word in our heart. And my, my daughter, when she takes a shower, she has these stickers in her kids' ministry that we give out in their Bible verses. And she's got four of these Bible verses. And while she takes a shower, she quotes these Bible verses and reads these Bible verses over and over and over and over and over. And so when daddy goes, helps her get the shower, I said, you know what that Bible verse, look at me. And she looks at me and she quotes the Bible verses to me and she tells me the location of the Bible verse. I'm like, dad didn't even know that and I'm the preacher. So there's a seven little girl storing God's word in her heart. That's what we wanna do in our kids' ministry. We wanna help store God's word in your child's heart and your youth's heart. Why? So that when temptation and sin comes my way, I won't sin against you. You see the power of getting in God's word? Maybe for you in 2023, you were praying for direction. God, I, I, should I take that job? Should I move to that city? You know, should I ask her you know, to marry me? These are big decisions in my life. Should, should, should I do this? Should I go to that college? Is this where you want me to spend my life? Like, God, what do you want me to do? You're asking God for direction. And that's one of the benefits of being in God's word. He'll give you direction for your life. That God will give you direction for your life. And here's something I know, you will always need direction in your life. So now you even see some of the benefits of getting God's word. Psalms 119, 105 says this, your word, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. See, most of us who don't want God to light our path up, we want God to light like all the way down. Show me all the way down there what it's gonna look like. God's like, no, my word it's gonna be a light, it's gonna illuminate your path. Watch this, I love that analogy because it would give you enough just to know to take the next step. I'm gonna light your path just enough to know for you to take the next step. So if you got a decision to make in your life, you're trying to figure out what God wants to do in your life, listen, if you'll get in his word, his word. Now, if you open up your Bible and says, thou shalt go to Moritz State University, you got the wrong translation. Like, I promise you, that's probably not in there. 
but God will use his word to steer you into the college or steer you into the path or to the direction, to the city of where he wants you to go and what you wanna do. How does that? And I tell this to our staff all the time, listen, if you will just stay clean and close to Jesus, Clean, this means rapid repentance. You're gonna blow it. You already blew it. Most of you blew it on the way to church this morning. We've already blown it, right? So rapid repentance. God, I shouldn't have said that, shouldn't have thought that, shouldn't have did that, shouldn't have tried that, shouldn't have drunk that, whatever it may be. Rapid repentance. If you'll stay clean and close to Jesus and you'll stay in his word, I promise you, I promise you, he will never lead you astray. He's never gonna say, hi, remember what you did in middle school? I'm gonna get you back now. I'm gonna make you go over here and you're gonna go this way. God's not that God. He said, if you'll stay in my word and my word and I will light your path and I'll never lead you astray. I'm never gonna lead you down the wrong path just to say, gotcha. I'm gonna lead you into the path, into the narrow path to following me if you'll stay in my word. Maybe some of you, you pray, God, this year be successful. God, I wanna win in this area of business. I wanna win this area of my finance. I wanna be winning in this area of my life. I wanna be successful in my career. I wanna be successful in my job. I wanna be successful as a parent. Whatever it may be, you probably prayed for success. But do you know that staying in God's word brings, watch this, you ready? Success and prosperity in your life. Did you know that? Now, I'm not a prosperity gospel preacher, which means if you're saved and you're never gonna get acne again, you're gonna have millions of dollars and drive whatever you want. Like, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not a prosperity gospel preacher. I believe that God wants his children to prosper and let him define what prosperity looks like in your life. We have our minds in America, what we think what prosperity looks like, but that's, we don't have the mind of God. What is success and prosperity? I love this, I love this, Joshua 1.8. If you study this book of instruction continually, not just on church for 30 minutes on Sunday morning where you heard a, a sermon regurgitated back to you. If you stay in this book, instructions continually, you meditate on it, that's part of renewal. We'll get to that in just a moment. You think about it day and night. Why? Because we wanna think on what's true, honorable, pure, right? So that you will be sure, that here's the kicker, to obey everything written in it. So if you'll stay in my word and you'll think about it, and you obey it, watch this, only then will you prosper and be successful in everything you do. You want the favor of God on your life? Get in his word. Do you see this? Do you see the benefit? No wonder the devil wants you away from this. You can read countless articles, Four hours on Facebook. Some of you can do trig, which is from the devil. You know what I'm talking about, trigonometry? Like, I don't know how you even think about doing that business calculus and stuff like that. I mean, that is insane. Some of you have so sharp and you're so smart, but you can't find five minutes to spend time with the creator of the universe. Why do you think the devil wants to keep you away from this? I'm gonna tell you why. Because you'll resist temptation. You'll be successful and prosper in all that you do. He'll give you directions for your life. He will answer your prayers. And you know what the sad thing is about it? Some of us today, watching online, we still have to think about it. I just don't know if I got time to get in God's word. I don't even know where to start. We'll help you. I don't have a Bible, we'll give you one. Go to the, red, go to the next step area, we'll give you one today. I don't have a devotion, we'll give you one. I have nowhere to help you, we will help you. This is not what I, listen, this is what I want for you. Because when I get in God's word, it begins to change my mind and thoughts. And lastly, one other one real quick, it keeps my thoughts focused on what's true and what's not true. This is the benefit, it keeps my mind focused. 
Hebrews 4.12 says this, for the word of God is alive and it's powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between the soul and the spirit. It's so razor sharp, it can divide your soul and your spirit. What does he mean by that? Because look what it says, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. See, when I get in God's word, not only do I spend time with him, but it begins to reveal to me really what's in my heart. It would expose the thoughts of my life, the innermost, why? It's an inside job. You wanna be transformed, it's in here. You wanna transform your marriage, it's right here. You wanna transform your life, it's right here. This is where the battle starts. It's an inside job. So here's my question I started with. What's the difference between the quiet time and renewing your mind or devotion? See, a quiet time is something you can check off. Went to church today, read my Bible today. How do you check off when you renewed your mind? How do you know that you have renewed your mind? Because really that's what Paul says, right? We wanna be transformed. It only happens when we renew our mind. That word renew means to renovate. Have you renovated something? Maybe your house, a room, a garage. You went in somewhere and you renovated it. You sat back, you planned, took some time. You rearranged it. Paul says, you wanna be transformed, you gotta rearrange your mind. You gotta rewire your brain. The world's against you. The devil's against you. Your sinful flesh, your sinful nature is against you. But with Jesus, you can rewire. You can renew you can renovate. You can go in your mind and move it around to the way God wants you to be. How do I do that? Paul writes in Colossians 3. Since you've been raised to new life with Christ, this is talking to believers, because if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus, you'll never be able to renew your mind apart from Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to do this. So your next step today is to give your life to Jesus. Paul's writing, since you've been raised to life in Christ, since you're a believer now, you've put your faith in Jesus, let's go. Does that mean your negative thoughts are gonna go away? Does that mean the sinful thoughts are gonna go away? Does that mean your life's gonna be radically changed and your thought life instantly? No, you gotta go to the mind gym, bro. You gotta put in the reps. You gotta put in the practice. You gotta train your mind. You gotta transform it. It ain't gonna happen overnight. Since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heavens. How do I set my sights? That's my thoughts. Put your mind on the realities of heaven where Christ sits and the place and honors God's right hand. Look what it says. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. For you died to this life and your real life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed, the whole world, you, you will get to share in all of his glory. So, come on. Put to death, this is your choice. Put to death the sinful things, the earthly things that's lurking where? Not around you, in you. This is the battlefield, it's what the enemy wants. You gotta set aside the earthly thoughts, the lurking things, the sinful things, what's in you that's waging war against you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, 
the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of the world, right? You've been saved now. But now it's time for you to get rid of the anger, get rid of the rage, the malicious behavior, the slander, and the dirty language. Don't lie to each other. For you have stripped off the old sinful nature and all of its wicked deeds. And then here it is, verse 10, watch this. So put on your new nature. Do you see that? That's a choice. That's a mindset. That's right here. It's a mind. I get to put on Jesus. He's in me, so I'm going to put him on, and I'm going to think like him. I'm going to think like the Word. I'm going to get into the Word. I'm going to put on the new and be renewed. Renovation. Rewiring as I learn, now watch this, watch this, as I learn to know your creator and become like him. And I would say this begins the way you separate the difference between having your quiet time and becoming like him. Anybody can read your Bible and check it off and go about your day and stop become like Jesus. You can come to church today, listen to a sermon, raise your hand and still go home and cuss your wife out. Have you been transformed? Have you been renewed? You've been Christian so long and you're still on milk. You gotta get in the mind gym and you gotta start getting in God's word, eating God's word where it begins to nourish you that when you know the difference between right and wrong, you have the power to control to say no to the temptation and the sin. Control your mouth because it's coming from the inside out. What's in you will come out of you. So he says, you will learn about your creator, but watch this, you will become like him. How do I know that my mind is renewing? I'm becoming like him in all areas of my life. That's when I begin to have a, my, my, a biblical view and not this culture view. I'll see it through the Bible, not the culture. For some of you, you'll see it through scriptures, not your political view. And any area of your life, any area of your life, true renewal will take place when your thinking has been transformed in any area of your life that doesn't line up with God's word. I can read my Bible, check it off, I did it, and go. But have I renewed my mind? Have I put the reps in? Have I truly went to the mind gym? So here's a question. What area of your life right now needs to be renewed? Pick one because there's a bunch of them. Is it your mouth? Is it a behavior? Is it an action in your life? Like right now, what are the things you said in 2023? I'm gonna change this about me. I'm gonna change this. What area of your life do you need to change? And if you want to renew your mind to be transformed, then watch this. I'm going to go and I'm going to study God's Word, what it says about that specific area of my life. I'm going to be hiding God's Word in my heart while I'm going to meditate day and night. I'm going to chew on that. And so that Word begins to watch, rewire my brain. And so that when the thing comes that I want to change, I will have the power to resist, say no, and my behavior, whatever, will change. Then I could say, I have renewed my mind in that area of my life. And here's what's crazy about it. Every one of us have the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. So you can't blame anybody around you. You can't blame outside. It's an inside job. 
And if you want to be renewed, it starts right here. You begin, here's the easy way. You begin to see whatever area of your life through God's perspective. When I begin to see the world through God's lens, I'll, be see the, I'll see the culture through God's lens. Some of you allow the culture filter till you see God. I, is really God really would say that? Would God really do that? I just don't feel that that's right, that God should do that. That's because your mind hasn't been renewed. We renew our minds and see marriage the way that God sees marriage between one man and one woman for the rest of their life. We rewire our mind and see church, the importance of church, not just something you check off. It's a community of faith where we grow each other and we show the world by unity who Jesus is. I begin to renew my mind about my life that I'm not a loser, I'm not done, I'm not wasted goods, I'm not damaged goods. I am more than enough. I am a conqueror in Christ. I don't have to be insecure. I don't have to have faux po anymore or the fear of what people think about me because I know who God thinks about me. I know what the scripture says who I am. And I'm gonna renew my mind until it sets into me, until I renovated the whole entire section, rewire my brain to be transformed by God's word in my life. Not just checked off, I read my Bible today. You see the difference? And you could do this in any area of your life. It could be the area of your finances, the reason why you're probably in debt because you don't see your life the way that maybe your, your finances the way that God sees it. Maybe you're one of the person that the church just wants my money. They're just after my money. I ain't tithing all this stuff. And you know why you think that? Because you believe in the lie from the pit of hell. Call it what it is. You have not been renewed in your area of your mind of thinking when it comes to the finances. And therefore, I don't trust God to tithe because it's his anyway. Because it's not a budget issue. It's not a broke issue. It's not that you don't have enough money issue. It's because my mind has not been renewed to see it the way Jesus sees it, what he teaches it, and what the Bible says about the area of my finances. Therefore, I don't do it. Just call it what it is. When it comes to God's word, it's just so hard. It's so task. I don't know where to start. I, I don't even know. I got to renew my mind, transform about it. How? I'm going to take off the old self the old way of thinking, and now I've got the power to put on the new. I'm not gonna be transformed overnight. I gotta put the reps in. And when I begin to renew my mind, when things come my way, I put the reps in that I'm ready to go, that's not of the Lord, I know. I'll see my spouse the way God sees my spouse. I'll see my job the way God sees my job. I'll see the world the way God sees the world. I'll see my kids the way God sees my kids. I'll see my finances the way God sees. I'll see my purity the way God sees purity because he's transformed my mind. You wanna be transformed? You gotta put the reps in. And here's the crazy thing, no one can do it for you. No one can do it for you. This is an inside job, it starts with you. And I believe that 2023 could be the best year of your life if you get to the mind gym Put the reps in and watch God begins to transform the way you think, which begins to transform your beliefs, which begins to transform how you feel, which begins to transform your behavior. And God will get all the glory for it. I'm gonna ask for you to bow your heads just for a moment. I love what D.L. Moody once said. He said, the Bible wasn't given to increase our knowledge the Bible was given to change our lives. And God's word has the power to change your life. Couple invitations. 
If you've never given your life to Jesus at any of our campuses, you're watching online, man, what an awesome day. Way to start the year out for you to give your life to Jesus. He loves you. He loves you so much, he sent his son to die for you. And God says, if you put your faith and trust in my son, I will take off the old and put on the new. I'll begin to transform you into who I've created you to be because God knows everything about you. And so I beg you today, give your life to Jesus. I can't save you. I can't even save myself. If Jesus is tugging at your heart, please surrender to him today. Right where you sat, you could confess, Jesus, I believe. I believe you came for me. I believe you died for me. And I believe you got up out of the grave for me. And as best as I know how, I repent of my sin and I put all my faith in you. And if that's you and you pray, in just a moment, host or your campus pastor is gonna come out and they're gonna share with you your next steps. Invitation number two. Will you take steps to get in God's word this week? Don't overdo it. Don't say, I'm gonna read the whole book of Matthew in one day. No, 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 no. Just take a step. Find a Bible app. Find a translation. Listen to it on the way to work. Listen to it while you're getting ready in the morning. Just begin to get God's word around you. Take the next step. And then the last invitation is this. Next Sunday evening at four. I'm gonna be leading and sharing about the rooted experience. That really what a lot of things I talked about today, we're gonna practice. We're gonna get in community. We're gonna get in God's word. We're gonna reshape how we think by some really thought-provoking questions. And we're gonna be consistent, going, putting the reps in, going to the mind gym. You don't need to sign up. You just need to show up. We're gonna be doing this on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights, but we're all gonna to start together on Sunday at four. If you're interested, God, I just wanna check this thing out. I wanna hear more about it. Next Sunday, I'm gonna honor your time. Just want you to come and listen about how we can get put the reps in and get to the mind gym and how we can go on this experience, this journey. It's not a class, it's not a program, it's a journey. It's experience where God begins to renew your heart and your mind. And I invite you to be part of it. Father, thank you so much for your word. God, thank you for how relevant it is today. And my prayer, Father, is that we will fall in love with you so much that our desire will be we wanna spend time with you. And I'm gonna thank you in advance for your children today who's gonna get in your word this week. God, would you speak to them like you never spoke to them before? Will you begin to move mountains in their life that they never moved before? Would you give them favor, God, by spending time with you in your word? Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit to make the changes. For it's in Jesus' name we ask and pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you took a next step today, we would love to get to celebrate with you. So please let us know at our website, betterlife.church slash next steps. 
And to stay connected with you throughout the week, you can download our Better Life app. And if you felt led to give today, please give at our website, betterlife.church give. We'll be praying for you this week. Please join us again next time.